I don't know. You go bananas and you win. Yeah. Oh, right on the river. So well, we might not have got to the river. Good hand, Lou. Thank you. Oh, I should just read. And look at this. Eric's got pocket kings and he has just limped in here, it looks like. Yep. He open limps the button trying to get somebody to raise. Playing 200, 400, 800, very deep stacked, $300,000 or more at Hustler Casino Live. In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, we see a raise from under the gun by Ben with nine six of clubs. Got to get the 69 in there. Enjoy it. Over on to Eric on the button. He decides to just call with the pocket kings. It gets a little bit tricky, a little bit trappy. I'm not a big fan of just calling with kings on the button because you can't really expect the blinds and straddle to three bet all that often. If perhaps Eric was in the hijack seat or the low jack seat with the hijack cutoff and button yet to act, plus all the blinds as well, then I think slow play makes a whole lot of sense. I do get that he has some loose, aggressive battling players in the blinds who very easily could three bet, but unless they're just playing absolutely insane preflop, there's no reason to think the players out of position are going to be overly aggressive preflop. So I think you probably just want to three bet the Kings. That said, he does decide to trap and much to his dismay, Keating calls a small blind with Jack 10 offsuit. Luda, Chris, not so crazy this time, decides to call with pocket eights in the big blind, which I think is good. And hands closing the action calls with queen four of hearts. Let's see if this slow play works out. Ben here with top pair, 9-5-4, where we're seeing some action now. How do you not raise the turn? Exactly. Yes, I should have raised the turn. See how, uh, see, see how Eric's going to play this one, just limping in with kings. Yeah, I guess I just got to raise the turn. You would have raised the turn. And Keating has called with Jack-10 backdoors. <laughs> Hands in there with Queen-4. The flop is an interesting one. 9-5-4. Checks around to Ben, under the gun, who makes a continuation bet of 6,300 into the 10,000 pot, which I think is reasonable. Maybe he wants to bet a little bit smaller, but whatever. Over to Eric on the button with Pocket Kings. I think this is an excellent spot to put in a raise with... Three players yet to act. Perhaps if we were heads up, you could just call and continue slow playing because you're going to be in great shape against just one flop better. But with three players yet to act, odds that someone has something decent is pretty high and everyone has some amount of equity a decent chunk of the time. So I think you probably want to raise the kings immediately because if you do call and any of the players yet to act call, they're all going to have some equity and they're going to realize it decently well. If they raise, though, and then Ben, the under-the-gun flop better, sticks around, kings actually are not in that great of a spot. And if you get raised and even Ben folds, kings are not in that great of a spot because you could easily be crushed by, well, all the logical nut hands that the blinds can have on 9-5-4. So I think you probably just want to raise immediately. And if you get re-raised, you can just let it go. I know it sounds nitty, but this is what happens when you slow play and you see the flop five ways with pocket kings. Anyway... He does opt to call. Keating calls with the Jack-10. That seems splashy. Ludacris with pocket eights on the 9-5-4 just lets it go, as he should. 
and hands with the bottom pair over card backdoor flush draw has a pretty easy call and we head to the turn Turn here is a six. Look at this. Ben makes two pair. Hands turns a flush draw with a pair. Ben checks. And Eric now has almost the lowest amount of equity. He's going to bet 20,000. Ben with top two. Obviously concerned about the possibility of someone having a straight checks. Hands with a flush draw and a four. He's going to call. This all started with the button limp here from Eric. The turn brings the Six of Hearts, which is certainly a dicey card. Keating checks, as he's going to do with everything. Hands is going to check everything, most likely. Ben, with two pairs, somehow decides to check. I would definitely have just continued betting in this situation because your hand's almost always good, and it's incredibly vulnerable. But he does decide to check. If, for some reason, you think Eric's going to bet like everything on the turn, then I suppose checking becomes quite nice because then you can put in a check raise. But this is a situation where I think... Eric needs to realize that even Pocket Kings is not in that great of shape multi-way. And I would have strongly considered just checking it back with the Pocket Kings. What happens when a lot of people slow play is they get caught up with the idea that, hey, my Pocket Kings or my Pocket Aces or my overpair is really, really good. It's probably good, and I want to load money into the pot to try to get value and protection. The problem is, is that when you see the flop four or five, six, seven ways... You need a really, really good hand to put in a lot of money. This actually happens a lot in bomb pots where everyone puts in some number of big blinds pre-flop and you just go straight to the flop. So you see the flop seven, eight, nine, ten ways, however many players are at the table. In those situations, top pair is a hand that a lot of people end up growing, going broke with. And same thing for over pairs. And it turns out when a lot of people see the flop with kind of random stuff, an over pair is not the nuts anymore. So you have to be very careful in Eric's situation. That said, he does bet. Hands ops to call. Let's see what Ben does. Sorry, what? It looks like Ben's going to check raise. Top two. How much is that? After a bit of deliberation, Ben does decide to put in the raise, which I think is good. A lot of people are overly concerned about being beat by the various straights that are available on this 9, 6, 5, 4 board. And certainly Eric could have the few logical straights that make sense, especially 8, 7 suited. So you could be beat. The thing is, though, is that it's very easy for Eric to just have top pair or some sort of draw. Same thing for hands. Hands is very likely to have a draw in this situation. He probably does not have very many traps at all when he just calls in the spot. So I think you want to put in a nice value raise in the situation. As Ben does, he makes it 68,000 over the 20,000 bet. Let's see what happens now. Call. And Eric has called quickly. Quickly with Kings. Back over here to hands. 48,000 for him to call. Wow, he's just going to get out of there. Getting almost 4 to 1. Eric snap calls. Oh, rough spot for sure, but I think again, you probably just need to let the Kings go. 
This is a very annoying spot. It's a very frustrating situation to slow play the Kings and then have all hell break loose and go bet, raise, re-raise, etc. But look, this is a spot where Ben's going to have almost no bluffs. So you're only beating hands that in my mind are going to be very overvalued, like pocket queens or pocket jacks. And I don't think Ben's going to play those hands this way a whole lot, or a whole lot, a whole lot often. I can't even speak anymore. I'm so flustered that we have pocket kings and we have to fold it. But I think you just have to let the kings go. Eric doesn't let it go, though. He decides to call. And now hands has a really nasty spot because he could easily be crushed by a better flush draw and he could easily be crushed by a better made hand such that even if he improves to queens and fours or trip fours, he could still lose, right? You got to consider Ben's range in this spot. Ben's range is going to be like pocket aces and better and maybe not even pocket aces. So if it's not pocket aces and better, it's going to be two pair and better or a very good flush draw. So what are very good flush draws? Be ace high and king high flush draws, right? With a gut shot. So... I think Hands probably does have a fold in this situation. I realize he has 34% equity, which is very high. But if he does happen to be against a flush draw from either Ben or Eric, and I think Eric's hand as a flush draw makes a whole lot of sense, you just got to let it go. Because when you get there, there's no guarantee you're going to get paid off. And if a lot of money goes in on the river, even the queen high flush is going to be in a pretty rough spot. So... Ugh, I hate folding flush draws. I hate folding the queen high flush draw, but I think... Hands does make a good, prudent fold in this situation because when the pot does get very big on the river, he's probably going to end up being beat even when he does improve. So I like the fold, even though it was not correct this time based on the pot odds. Let's go to the river. Uh, I was going to leave with my pot. I don't want to hit my pot. Mm. <laughs> Heads up once again. So 191,000 to the river. And the river's a 10. Doesn't change anything. Someone had 7-8 there. They had 7-8. And Ben's going for 80. some value. 80,000 oh, in snap call. Two pair maximum value. So River brings the 10 of diamonds. A terrible card for Ben because in this situation, Eric could easily have improved to a better two pair or a set of 10s. However, he still goes for the value bet. And Eric snap calls. You may ask, was that value bet too thin? And I don't think so. He goes for a non-gigantic bet in a situation where he has a strong but non-gigantic hand, and it's very, very well-sized to target over pairs and river top pairs, such as flush draw that just river top pair. And Eric gobbles it up. Tough spot for Eric, and he ends up losing a lot of money. I don't even want to show you what I have. It's so bad. But I'll show you what I have. It's so bad. Wait, four, five, six, nine, ten. Why did I do that, Alan? Wow. It's a mistake. I just made a first mistake of the night. Three fifty-one, and it cost me everything. What a dumb move. See you later. That's all right. That's all right. Hi, Kings. Eric's failed trap attempt ended up costing him a lot of money in this hand. And he made his turn in river decisions pretty quickly. He was like, call, call. Do you think that if he took more time in these spots, he would have considered his opponent's range and considered the fact that it's really hard to have bluffs in these situations and perhaps have found a fold? Maybe. What do you think? Also, 
when you're in these situations with a hand that's pretty good, but not the nuts, how long do you usually think before making your decision? Less than five seconds, five to 15 seconds or longer. Take a second and let me know in the comment section below. And I'll tell you what I usually do in these spots. In basically every medium or large pot you play on all betting rounds and perhaps on all turn and river decisions, I strongly recommend you take at least a few seconds and consider what has changed because quite often something will have changed. Usually if another card comes on the board, the board is going to change to some extent, like right here on the river. If Ben happened to have 10-9 suited, that got there, right? Also consider the fact that in this situation, Ben bet the flop, check raise the turn into multiple people, and then bet the river. Does he really have a whole lot of bluffs in this situation? He would have to be pretty insane. And you know, maybe he is insane, but maybe not. I get that Eric had a hand that he kind of thought he just wasn't gonna fold, but you always wanna consider what has changed because quite often some of these things change enough to the point that hands like overbears become kind of easy folds. And I think in this situation on the river, given the way the hand played out, an overpair is just the fold. And I think if Eric took a little bit more time to consider what actually has happened throughout this hand, maybe he would have found the fold and saved himself a large chunk of money. So always consider what's changed and that may allow you to sway yourself from a very bad decision that seems perhaps default to a more thoughtful decision that actually ends up being right. Of course though, sometimes you think long, you think wrong. So maybe just click buttons and throw your money in there and pray for the best. That's gonna be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, click the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, we have another hand lined up for you right now where someone else decides to slow play Pocket Kings. You think it's gonna work out this time? Check it out in the next video. I'll talk to all of you next time.